In the deep woods is where you'll find everything from unknown creatures to paranormal happenings. But that's not why we're here today. Today, we're sharing some allegedly true and creepy stories sent in by viewers just like you. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. Today, I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true deep woods horror stories. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your experience at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'm always looking for fresh new stories to share here with everyone in the swamp. If you're new, be sure to hit that like button and subscribe, and get ready for some allegedly true deep woods horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. Throughout my childhood, I lived in central Alabama. However, I have many stories along with my friends. This is just one of the stories I refused to talk about openly to my friends for many years, until I finally decided to share this spine-chilling story today on the show. The day was Saturday, November 8th, 1986. It was a cold evening in a small town called Stewart, Alabama, southwest of Talladega, Alabama. I was 15 and was walking down what at the time was a small dirt road called White Road with my golden retriever, Jack. The road was significantly more minor back then than it is today, so you would rarely see any cars. However, there is always this one old house, with one half of it made from wood and the other out of bricks. It's a very interesting looking house. It was about 30 or so feet away from the road and it had a carport with what looked to be a black with a white stripe 1962 model Chevrolet Corvette. The house belonged to a lady who passed away in 1971. Now it belonged to her son, who lived up another mile up the road. I remember about a year or so before this occurred. I asked the man, who was in his 40s, why hasn't anyone gotten the Corvette? This man was excellent. He's given me old fishing lures and a tackle box before but what he told me still gives me chills to this day. He said, We would, but that Corvette is the same place mom and my aunt died of a heart attack. I remember making a response something along the lines of, I'm so sorry for your loss, or something along those lines. But then I dumbly asked him, So, you want the car to stay in their memory? He responded, No, it's because I do not dare get near that house. I asked him why and he never would tell me. And before I left, he said something like, stay away from that place. I don't want anyone else getting hurt. After that talk, I didn't even want to go around that house, as I had never really gone around that house but once or twice before. But one day, about a year after this, I decided to walk past it, and my curiosity got the best of me. Jack began to bark and growl, as I had never heard before. He had never done that time. He had also never done that in the times we had walked past it before, but it was different. The whole atmosphere was eerie. It was dark and cloudy that day and rather cold, and it didn't help that we were surrounded by deep thick woods for miles upon miles, so we were smack dab in the middle of the Alabama wilderness. You see, the area has definitely developed more since then, but is still relatively rural. As it was getting later by the minute, Jack began tugging on his leash so I slowly began walking over toward the house. Jack grew louder and louder the closer he got. 
Then, when we reached the Corvette, he stopped and started sniffing. I looked to my right to see a door that had fallen over, and I could see halfway into a very dark house, with what looked to be a broken mirror at the end of it. Jack walked to the other side of the car, and then turned his attention towards the door. It was almost as if everything froze. Jack didn't move for a solid 10 or 15 seconds before he let out the most profound, loudest growl I had ever heard in my entire life. I've never heard a dog make this noise before. It was so guttural and primal. He never barked and he continued to growl and slowly began walking to the doorway. What seemed to be about five to 10 seconds between each step, he showed every single one of his teeth with his eyes squinted. He reached the doorway, paused from the growling and lunged forward with a leaping bark. I almost fell to the ground and barely hung onto his leash. He then barked repeatedly. I ran over to him, only to look up and see a figure in a white dress in that broken mirror, with distorted, wrinkly hands and very twisted long hair. I couldn't see it physically, but only in the mirror. I froze with shock and terror, blinking again and again, but the figure remained there. Blinking again and again, yet the figure remained there. I grabbed Jack's collar and ran off the porch with Jack behind me, back into the dirt road and into the wilderness. As everything got dark, I could barely see. After I got to the road, it sounded like two women were yelling, She needs help! I don't remember much after that. I just remember tripping and falling over a wooden bridge that crossed the small creek that I had to go over. I got back up, grabbed Jack's leash, and ran some more. I do not doubt that something would have happened if Jack and I had gone into that house. To this day, I dare not go down that road. Even though the man told me that he would finally demolish the house, I refused to go anywhere near it. I don't want anyone to have a similar experience. Only you know the words cannot begin to describe the fear when you see or hear a strange figure. Like I said, this place has been developed a bit since then, but it is still very rural and there is still a lot of wilderness around. But I don't know, there's something about that place that was just evil. Hello my fellow horror enthusiast, let's start my story. I am 15 years old and this happened when I was 13. I live in Illinois, but this took place in Wisconsin. I will tell you the site's surroundings because it will be important later in the story. We own about 200 acres of land in Wisconsin. My dad and I hunt on it a lot. Most of this land is covered in trees. There is a small garage and house where we store our weapons and sleep. There is a small gate where you enter the forest, and that's where our story starts. My dad and me, we will call him Andrew, we enter the gate, and we hike for a few miles. Also, just to let you know, our land is joined by a forest that is larger than 200 acres, we hiked a few miles to our hunting nest in one of the trees, and we waited for an hour or two and didn't see a thing. No animals or anything, only birds singing and squirrels hanging out. After another hour of waiting, everything suddenly goes silent, and if you know when there is a large predator around, other animals generally become quiet and leave the area or hide. So we thought a bear was somewhere around us. Still, my dad told me bears don't live around here, so we questioned why it would be so silent. After about a half an hour of silence, I saw something I told my dad about, and he saw it too. I will give you the best description I can provide you. This thing, it was tall. 
It was about seven or eight feet tall if I had to guess, and its arms, oh my god, they almost reached the ground. It had these small yellow eyes and a vast, gaping mouth. We were scared absolutely crapless, looking at it until it snapped its head and looked at us, and growled. We thought it was going to attack us at any moment. Still, it just kept looking at us, like it was determining if we were alive, or if we were food, or maybe something like that. But after it darted by us really quickly, we had to turn around slowly. When we looked, it was still staring at us, but only for a few seconds, until it zipped into the forest, and we didn't see it until again later. So, I and my dad contemplated what the heck we were going to do. We had no idea what we had just witnessed, and what type of creature this was. We had no clue, so we waited for a few hours until it got dark, and that's when we thought it was a good idea to get the heck out of there. We left our hunting blind and got back to our garage without incident, and we went to sleep. Still, after a few hours we were woken up to a scratching sound outside. My dad said it was like a raccoon or something, but I wasn't convinced. I took my dad's rifle and Glock just in case, and I looked outside, and there it was, the same creature from before. So what I did was slowly crept away to go upstairs to the first place where we slept. But when I was walking upstairs, I stepped on a creaky board, and this creature heard it. It screeched and slammed into the door. I thought it was going to break through, but somehow it didn't. It just cried a few more times and ran away. So we called the police and told them what we saw, but the police just shrugged it off as our imagination. But I swear to God, my dad and me saw it twice, and we even showed them the scratches they just searched the perimeter, and that was pretty much it. They said that they couldn't really do anything because, obviously, there was no body or no proof that this creature was even here. I'm going to that place to hunt again soon, but we will be armed to the teeth. My dad got me a Glock as a present, and my dad got himself two Mossberg 590 shotguns for me and him to be safe. Let's hope we don't see this creature again. I'll tell you about the results later. This story is about my brother's experience at Pocahontas State Park in Chesterfield, Virginia. I'll be telling it from his point of view. During a sixth grade field trip to Pocahontas State Park, I was at the back of the line of my fellow classmates as we were making our way down the trail through the woods. I started feeling a bit nauseous and a teacher noticed I was trailing behind slower than the rest of the class and offered me a soda to try to calm my stomach down. She told me to sit on a log right off the trail sip on my soda, and rest for a bit, and she'd come back to check on me. She then jogged up to catch up with everyone else who had kept walking up the trail. I was sitting down at this point, alone in the forest. I heard a woman moan a few feet away from me. I looked up and couldn't believe what I was seeing. On a fallen tree just ten feet away from me across the trail was a naked woman, lying on her side. Her skin was greenish-gray, and she had minor cuts that weren't bleeding. They were all over her body, from her neck to her chest. She had dark brown, dripping hair. It was dripping wet as she had just gotten out of the water. She was not translucent. She was as solid as the tree she was laying on. I rubbed my eyes because I thought I was hallucinating from sickness and looked again, and she was still there, looking right back at me. I stared at her for about a minute or two. I heard my teacher walking around the trail, coming to come check on me, 
So I looked left to see where she was, and when I looked back towards the woman, she was gone. I started shaking uncontrollably. My teacher saw me and freaked out, thinking I was going to have a seizure or that I was cold due to being sick. Eventually, she walked me back to the bus to wait on the rest of the group. I didn't tell her what I actually saw right away until about a week later. She searched online for any deaths that took place at the park, and lo and behold, she found an article about a woman in her 30s who was stabbed to death in the shower in 1986 by her boyfriend in one of those cabins, just about 50 yards from where I saw the naked green figure. I've experienced paranormal activity a lot, but that's the only time I've ever seen an apparition, and it scared me to death. My brother has told me many other stories, and every time I hear this particular one, it makes me freak out. If it were I that saw a naked, wet, stabbed green lady in the woods, I would have probably peed my pants right then and there. Hello, I'm going by Frederick. It's not my real name because I'd like to remain anonymous. I'm a male, and my age is not going to be disclosed to a bunch of strangers. I'm not entirely sure if I'm doing this submission thing right, but this happened to me a few days ago while on vacation to Texas. I'm not a great writer, so Swamp Dweller, please bear with me. So, for a while now, I've been interested in the paranormal, and stories about skimwalkers, wendigos, and fleshgates are my most favorite. So, for context, I went down to Texas from Minnesota for my older sister's wedding. The night after the wedding, I was at my cousin's with two of my older sisters and my little cousin, who we will call Maya. So, Maya wanted to play a game called Ghost in the Graveyard, which is essentially a hide-and-seek tag type game, very similar to Manhunt. A group of people counts while one hides. When you find the hider, aka the ghost, you yell, Ghost in the Graveyard. And the ghost runs and tries to tag as many people as possible. I was the ghost, and the house was in the extensive driveway. To its left is a slight overhang and a giant grassy field, and to the right is my grandfather's workshop, and behind that was a very vast state forest. Their house is near the end of the garage and next to the forest. I was hiding in the side of the house, crouched down in a black hoodie and sweatpants, feeling all sneaky. After about three or so minutes of hiding, I heard plants being walked through coming from the forest to my right. I looked over, expecting a squirrel or something, one of my siblings or maybe another family member. But there was something that I didn't expect. Now I saw a white-tailed deer staring straight at me. Its neck was long like an elk, its mouth was hanging open. Its teeth were sharp, yellow, and brown with reddish stains. It looked like they were rotting. It just stared at me, unblinking, and I stared back in fear. It was honestly a horrific sight, and I was about to pee myself as all the stories of not deer and skimwalkers rushed to my head. I got up and ran into the driveway, and my cousin saw and yelled ghost in the graveyard and jumped onto the trampoline, which was the safe zone. But I did not care. I was crapping myself in the middle of the driveway, trying to escape this deer. I just said I was tired and went inside and laid on the couch, and we spent the rest of the night in there. The following day I went outside and in the driveway there were so many dead rabbits out of nowhere. Their stomachs had been like ripped open almost surgically, and their organs were gone. The brains and everything else were still there, 
I about threw up and I saw nothing more of the next three or so days that I was there. Thank you for sharing my story. It was a great stress relief writing this. I know it was short and to the point, but this is what I saw. If anybody has any idea if I saw a not deer or something else, please comment down below. I would love to know anybody's suggestions. Hey Swamp Dweller, I work at a state prison on the edge of a national forest in North Carolina. This place is home to murderers and other criminals, the worst of society. Anyway, the forest always gives off a creepy vibe, especially at night, the shift I currently work. I am a 50-year-old male who is comfortable in the woods and doesn't scare easily, but this forest does not feel right. I always feel like something is watching. I was doing a routine patrol around the outside fence this night. The fog was weighty, so you could only see about five feet in any direction. The usual forest sounds were making their concert like any other night. At the far point of the entrance, all went silent, which was noticed immediately. You could hear footsteps in the forest just inside the tree line, two-legged bipedal steps. Having grown up in the woods and being a retired army ranger, I am confident I can handle most situations. I caught a glimpse of something moving to my right, where the forest began. There were two amber eyes about eight feet off the ground, and it let out a deep guttural growl from the darkness. I was armed with a 12-gauge shotgun and a 9mm sidearm. Out of habit, I rack around into the chamber of the 12-gauge. The forest is full of deer, coyotes, wolves, and once in a blue moon, black bear. Not giving it too much more thought, I continued my patrol. Now, I should mention that the prison has guard towers about 300 yards apart, and there are eight around the area, with a gravel path leading to each of them. This eight-foot thing steps out from the darkness behind me. I heard the heavy foot hit the gravel, and within seconds, it was on full-on run mode towards me. I ran for the closest guard tower, which was only about 20 feet away, stuck my keys in the lock, and snatched the door open. I dove inside just as the metal door slammed shut and this thing hits the door with all of its force, which shook the concrete of the steel tower. You could hear it snarling and hitting the door. I climbed to the top to get a look at what the hell just happened. I just caught a glimpse of it sinking back into the forest darkness. It was an eight foot tall, hairy covered man, like some sort of creature with a wolf tail. I'm not sure what just happened. I called the commander on duty and asked him to drive around the tower. I wanted him to come pick me up because I was way too scared and I had turned my ankle and didn't want to walk back to the entrance. When he arrived, I heard him say in a loud voice, what in all that is holy? On the outer side of the metal door was a massive dent and a claw mark that had four distinct marks. Without a word, we got back in the truck and drove back to the prison entrance. From that point, foot patrol was turned into a driving truck patrol. So this encounter happened many years ago, and I was very young at the time. It was in 2001 or 2002 when I was 11 or 12. My uncle was interested in purchasing some land near Red Oak, Oklahoma. I do not know precisely where, but several acres were in a very remote area. My father, mother, and I decided to accompany him one Saturday to scope out the property. 
From our home, it was a little more than a three-hour drive, but we all love riding in the car. So while it would not be the most eventful road trip, we went to get out of the house. Upon arrival, I remember being very underwhelmed by the place. There were no houses anywhere near, and hardly any signs of any life apart from a few birds, and the wooded area wasn't exactly what I would call picturesque. Still, we parked our car off the road to explore the woods a bit. My uncle was talking about buying the land for hunting, which is not my cup of tea. As we walked through the woods, it was a lovely day, but still something felt off. Everyone in our group remarked about the eerie feeling, but my dad and uncle laughed it off. My mom had goosebumps and kept looking over her shoulder, which made me on edge too. She was insistent that it was weird and wanted to leave, saying it felt like she was being watched. After a bit of hiking, I noticed a small red building. I've seen bigger storage sheds in suburbs, but it looked well built. My uncle said there was something weird about it, and there was nothing about it on the listing, so we went to peek inside. The door was open, and inside were open cans of food, a ratty blanket on the floor, and it stunk, unlike anything I'd ever smelled before. Following this discovery, we all agreed it would be best to return to the car. If there was some crazy hermit living in the woods, we didn't want to be around to find him. The only issue was we had walked far into the woods and now weren't exactly sure which direction was correct. The eerie feeling excited, and we were all on edge. We ended up trekking another mile before we finally found the road. We were further down from where we had parked, but at least we could follow the road now. Walking along the road, we came across a genuinely unsettling sight. Right in the middle of the asphalt was a dark gray cat on fire. I have no idea why a cat was out in the middle of nowhere or how it came to be killed and set ablaze. This had just happened, but there was no one in sight. Naturally, we ran the rest of the way to the car. There was a massive scratch in the paint down the side of it. Somebody had keyed it. Thankfully, that was the only damage. My dad was able to start it without any trouble, and we drove away as fast as we possibly could. My heart is sped up just recounting this moment, one of the scariest moments of my life. My uncle did not buy the land, and I'll never forget this terrifying encounter. Still, like anything, over time I pushed it to the back of my mind, and it just became one of those odd moments you occasionally recall and tell at a family get-together years later. It's almost like a funny story. I'm sharing this because I was reminded of it last night while binge-watching some episodes of an unsolved YouTube channel show where they shared the story of a family that disappeared in the same area while also looking for some land for sale. The Disappearance of the Jameson Family is the name of the mystery in the video if you're interested. The family died in the same area we were searching, roughly seven years after we made our trip there. There are many theories about their deaths, including allegations of some sort of cult in the area, complete with something about dead cats. Coincidence? Probably but the whole story gave me chills. So if my family narrowly avoided being killed by some witches, a cult, or something else, or if we just stumbled upon a hermit who didn't want us in his woods. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true deep woods horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. 
and stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you enjoyed tonight's episode, please be sure to give this a like as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it, and that's very helpful to the swamp growing. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please give us a five-star rating over there as it really helps us grow there, and it's very much appreciated. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new episode, as I upload them nearly every single day on all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, I'm always looking for new tales to share. Be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would absolutely be elated to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. If you're on the go but don't have YouTube Premium but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, and just about anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. If you'd like to support the Swamp outside of that, maybe check out the merch store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, and more. I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool Swamp threads. Be sure to join me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to keep up with me outside of YouTube, and I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode. <laughs>